Hey everyone, so I am actually analysing a business that I'm looking at, uh, you know, potentially to buy. Now it's in the healthcare sector, I can't say more than that, uh, it's all like under an NDA. But I was looking through the accounts, looking through some information and I thought, hold on a minute, I should record this and share it with you. Because you can see the process that I go through when I'm looking to buy a business. So I'm looking for businesses in, in primarily the MOT, car servicing, cars kind of industry. Uh, I'm looking at restaurants. And I'm also looking at like healthcare, so physios, osteos, uh, things in that kind of nature. So I struggled to find ones in these sectors, to be fair. MOT car garages, y'all are making too much money, so they ain't happening. Uh, and other sectors, yeah, generally I've just, uh, just kind of been struggling, really. So I have opened to other sectors, I will consider things. Uh, and at the moment, I am considering different things. So this health business, it is in a, a different sector of health than the usual. You know, we're sort of looking at turnover just under 200k, net profit is sort of 50 to kind of 75k region. You could call it a small business, got an interesting business model, kind of people aren't really employed, it's kind of like a subcontractor thing, which is how it works in this sector. At the same time, those kind of things do make me a bit nervous. I do like people on contracts on full time and on fully in the business. But I do understand that some businesses don't operate, you know, in that way. This is just the model they have and it, and it is what it is. And then like, that's fine. And for me, one of the, one of the key things with this business is actually balancing the, the kind of ethics of it. Because it, it is a for profit, but it's just in a sector that, you know, you don't really talk about the profit. And, and my kind of thing is, look, I'm taking it over. And if I'm any business, it's not focused purely on the profit. If I have an e-commerce business, if I'm selling paper clip things, I mean, look, we're really focused on the profit. But in this, I think you can't be with the ethics with it. And I don't want to be, but I also need to make sure it's making a profit, right? So, because this is not going to be a passion business, it's a business. But I don't want to get anywhere near it if the kind of balance of profit and ethics is sort of in question or if there's an issue with it just because I, I don't want to do that. I'd rather someone else run it who, you know, whatever, right? Like, so certain businesses I I look at, but I also stay away from because, yeah, I just think it's not going to necessarily work with me personally. That's fine. Like, I'm not be suitable for every business and every business isn't going to be suitable for me. But I think there's some self-awareness that we should have, like, how are we going to run this business and what are we going to do with it, right? You know, one of the big key questions and issues with any business is, is a staff. You know, I touched on having full-time members that I used to run a recruitment business. So I know how difficult it is to recruit staff of any kind, let alone highly skilled, you know, software developers or um, osteopaths or doctors or, you know, like every industry has its own challenges. Um, and even hiring, you know, a receptionist is not easy. Like trying to find the right person, you know what I mean? So any job really is actually quite difficult. So one of the key things I always like, like I talk about with owners or people or put in like the terms is like, okay, if someone leaves, you know, what, how long have they been here? Are they happy here? I just really focus on that because I know firsthand, I probably focus on it maybe more than other people because I just know firsthand the pain that comes with like having to recruit and the money it can take and the time and also the dip in your revenue. Every person is income generating in some shape or form, maybe not like accountants or sort of those kind of services but you know generally everyone is income generating and if there's one less person especially if one less person than the capacity we can handle like i think we've got enough work we've got one person sure it's an issue and i don't want to jump in and do that work necessarily even if i can it, it's kind of not why i'm why i'm buying businesses so the you know i've got questions with this business about 
well, you know, I, I know for secondhand experience, really, that this is very, very difficult to find. And so I'm asking about some qualifications and, you know, what are the minimum qualifications you accept and how have you found recruitment and, and you know, has it been straightforward and why haven't you grown? Brokers and, and owners love to say, yeah, great potential, you know, have so many applications. Like, okay, well, why have you only got two people then? And then you've got a space for six, but you've got two and you're telling me, you know, you've had all this. So it's always good to find out why. And I don't know, I always take it with a pinch of salt when they say, oh, you know, we haven't had time, we've been doing this. I get it. Not everyone is like super ambitious and fill every gap that we can. But I think we just have to question it, right? When we're, when we're buying a business, we can't just like run into it. In health businesses also, you have contracts uh, with, you know, healthcare, um, healthcare providers or health insurers, AXA, Bupa Vitality, etc. Some companies love them and they absolutely run off them. However, they really don't pay the kind of fees that, you know, I think a lot of companies deserve or want. They pay a lot less. So it's basically going to be quite good when you're starting out and like doing some awareness and things like that. But personally, I'm not keen on it. And actually, when I go through my health insurance for physio and osteos, it's never like the elite top of their game physios officers that are on there. It is what it is. I always just say, yeah, I'll just pay for myself because I want to see the best. So, look, but most people are happy. Oh, my knees are, and they're happy with seeing, you know, whoever osteo or physio, right? So that's something to consider. Like, you know, figures, I'm always asking about figures, you know, why has something dropped? Why has it increased? Have you done this, this, and oh, why is it going so high? So I'm asking about that. Uh, and there's things like add backs which, you know, say for example, a director leaves, okay, well then that's another 50 grand being chucked back in the business, which means the profit's actually higher than what's shown, which is fine to an extent. So I'm adding that back in, uh, and this broker's quite good actually, I quite like him. He's probably the only broker that I like because he's quite fair with what he adds back and like, I don't think he's fair necessarily with valuations, but I'm a buyer. I'm always going to be like, I want to pay half, and no, I want to pay double, you know? But yeah, really um, good with like, putting stuff back in and making things really clear on the financials, which a lot of sellers don't. So I'm looking through the financials. You know, to be fair, what am I looking for? Consistency is nice. However, if there's a reason for a lack of consistency, then what can you, you know, what can you do? If I look at my businesses, not property because it just goes up and up, frankly, because rents go up and, you know, everything else kind of stays similar. Apart from a property business like that, consistency isn't always guaranteed. Uh, going up isn't always guaranteed especially if it's a side business uh, for the people. So yeah, I'm looking at the key financials. Um, there is a real breakdown here. Sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, always, it's good to look at things like uh, in the management accounts, I don't know exactly what they're called, but it's like a breakdown of costs. You know, they've got like national insurance, entertainment, general expenses, hosting a website work. Because if I see something here and I'm like, you know, it costs five grand for a website, I'm going to say, what the f***? Like, come on. Squarespace, 60 quid a month. Squarespace, when are you going to sponsor me? You know, nice websites I have with you. And you sponsor all these other people. Let's come speak to the micro-influencers, yeah? I'm going to tag you as well. Or if I see salaries here, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. That adds up. Telephone and internet. Yeah, that's fine. Why is it cocky? These things are important because I've had it before with garages where, you know, old John's paying his mate nine grand a year to do accounts for a garage. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is not the most complex thing. You know, it's not accounts wise. It's not the easiest thing. It's not as easy as like my property, which is like rent in, mortgage out, some building work, some maintenance. That's it. That's it. That's simple. This is, a, you know, a bit more to it. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe he's not doing the accounts. I'm going to this business. Done. That cost is dropping to a grand. It is. 
So it's good to look at these things where you can save money because you know maybe what you're doing and where they don't. Here, in this particular one, there's really actually no cost savings. Um, I think one of the owners is an accountant, and he must be an accountant because it's lean as hell. And yeah, it's really lean. Another thing is to see how much they spend on marketing because if they're not spending that much, I know I am going to spend a certain amount and then I need to take that off, right? And again, you know, a broken owner is not going to say, well, okay, you need to spend 10 grand on marketing a month, so take it off our profit and then, then you can give us a value. They're going to say, we haven't needed it, so we're reducing the price. You know what I mean? Not reducing the price, even though it is what it is. So looking through that, which to be fair, looks all fine. Then we've got the actual accounts. Yeah, reading accounts. D's got videos in his um, 5D about how to read accounts. I won't go that boring. But one thing also to know is that like, accounts are going to show one thing. But when you put the ad backs in and when you speak to them, it shows another. Like, why would you want to show huge amounts of profit when you're sort of taking a salary or a dividend and you basically want to minimize your tax liability? You're not. It's just it, everyone does it. Amazon and Google don't pay tax. So yeah, fucking good look at them. Um, so, you know, you have to be a little bit, you have to look at it with a certain, okay, well, I'm paying 100 grand for this business and it's showing net loss for the past four years. It is. If you put salary back into it and you don't be tax smart, then yeah, it'll show a, a great, you know, income. Now, some businesses will do that, of course. Before they sell it, they'll up everything, gear it up for sale so it looks really good. No issue. I mean, it's probably easier that way because then you feel a bit better because you're like, oh, look, it's, it's in the account. So I, I believe it more. Debt is another one. I don't mind debt. We can use that and work with it. And the dignity child, but yeah, I really, I, I actually like debt. It makes my life easier. If the company does have debt, uh, bounce back loans, things like that, which a lot of companies do have, do still have, although to be fair, a lot of companies have recovered really well and have paid them off. You know, another key question I'm asking when I'm looking at this in any business is, all right, your directors leave, then what? Is the, is the you know, the mechanic there going to leave there because they love them? You know, the culture is obviously going to change, but how are staff going to react to that? We don't know, but good to ask. How is the workload going to change when you leave? Because you're actually quite hands-on. Or if you're not hands-on, okay, well, what do you do then? Like, you know, how replaceable are you? Is your manager going to go with you to... You know what I mean? There's, there's quite a few questions that I suppose don't actually have solid answers because they don't. But, you know, there are also questions that it's good to ask and at least get something in writing because you could put it in the contract or in the, um, in the kind of head of terms. What else am I asking? About the lease. Generally, I'm buying leasehold businesses trying to. Uh, I, will, I will do free old, obviously, I'm a property investor. So, yeah, fine. Happy days. I'd rather not because there's no sort of BRR here. You can't really money out of it it's like you're buying a commercial property and that's it you're buying a commercial property you know there's not really like a money thing and if i have these investor finance i have to pay them back you know and then i'm like okay when do i actually pay their lump sum back because i'm buying this at sort of market value and it's not really like i can't really have any value to it um yes you can with the covenant with the lease paperwork exercises and all that but uh, i'd rather just buy the lease to be fair like i'll just rent it uh, unless it's a a crazy deal with some development potential in 10 years but I don't even want to develop it I don't want it builders no I want to run the business right one thing that most businesses do badly is social media is online presence etc I think they do it well they don't uh, so I always ask about that and of course all brokers always say and you'll, if you're buying businesses you'll notice this right every broker pack when it says potential of the business it will always say social media website ppc and you're like oh my god thanks for that broker you really saved me some thought there by telling me how every business in the world could improve like, i know that like 
So, and that's actually a good point for me because I'm good at it. Because I know what I'm doing, I know how to, I've got the team, I've got the kit. I know that if I see a business and I think, okay, it's doing all right, but slip back. If we improve this, if we did a little bit of tentacle spice, it's going to be crazy. So for me, you know, I don't like consider future potential. I'm, I'm offering what I see, right? As much as they want you to see the future potential, I'm offering what I see. I also, in my head, I'm like, I, I know there's that potential there. I with that. Uh, okay, cool. You know, like I'll keep to myself, but I know what I can do there. So, you know, it's always good to know turnover, cost of sales, gross profit, expenses, net profit, adjusted EBITDA, etc. Blah, blah, blah. Um, D Lolo taught me everything I know, put his details below. So um, I'm not you know, saying I'm an expert or anything. Go speak to him. Uh, and if you look at his group, I'll, if I can, GDPR, and I'll put a screenshot here from it, just showing you how successful everyone is in the group and the speed is incredible. Like, and look, I haven't been paid to say this. He's my friend, but like, I don't back my friends unless they actually do good shit. And yeah, he's doing good shit. He's not just a pretty face. And he is a very pretty face, but he's not just a pretty face. So yeah, go, um, go check him out. I'll tag him as well. So he sees this. That's about it really. So I'm going to review these accounts. Um, I've also asked the broker because I know he has experience in the sector. Look, that question at the beginning about the ethics versus the profit, you kind of get his thoughts on that. But, you know, the owner has given me some decent responses, to be fair, and everything is positive so far. Uh, I'm going to review the accounts properly, work out... I've already spoken to an investor who's ready to fund most of these deals, to be fair. There are other ways to fund it, uh, some no-money-down stuff. I, I don't think it's... I say it's not as easy as property, but to be fair, if an investor came to me and said, I'm buying a business cash flow me blah 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 putting your money into it i kind of feel like it might be safer than property because property is like yeah i'm picking money smashing the house off i'm devaluing it i'm selling it or renting it and giving your money back to be fair it might be easier to get a loan for a business from a private investor than it is for property although property culturally has a sense of security and you know englishman in his castle and that kind of stuff so yeah let's let's see how it goes i haven't really started to push finance raising i kind of just messaged my like you and investors and they're like yeah whatever just let us know what you need when and yeah we'll send you the money and that's literally how it is so let's see i'll keep you updated on this um there's also a few other businesses that i'm looking at um some commercial premises as well i'm looking at kind of more more so start a business but to use the goodwill and the google reviews perhaps and the fit kitchen fit out and things like that i'm looking at I've got a few other bits as well. It's just one of the most difficult things, like with anything, is managing center expectations with buyer being me expectations. So, yeah, people, this is the, I think, the officially the first video on my MA expeditions. But actually, no, it'll be the second video because I'm going to now, after this video, record the first video explaining why I'm doing it, what I'm doing it, uh, and, and kind of what I'm looking for in more detail and why I'm doing it after property as well. So, oh, before I turn the camera off, you know what you have to do. Hit like, hit the bell icon, hit subscribe uh, and tell your friends about this. And if you're on the podcast, make sure you are subscribed and leave a review on Spotify. Please go on Spotify, hit five stars. That's all you have. You don't even have to write anything. Hit five stars, not when you're driving. And I'll see you in the next one.